1: Hello, and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Step4th Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcut, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. Well, how, I, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Good. So you've got the internet week. back, but you don't have cable back.
2: No, no, I don't have internet or cable at home. Oh, AT&T still. is leveling no, I had to bring all my gear into the office today to record the show. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's been out for a couple of days, and they won't tell me anything other than, oh, yeah, you have an outage, and it'll be back in 24 to 48 hours. They said that 48 hours ago, and you call them today and say 24 to 48 hours. So who knows what, when,
1: what do you it's crazy. do with
2: your time? <laughs> you know, I got this person that I discovered in my house called my wife, and it's like, wow, I didn't know you lived here.
1: It's more <laughs> conversational, I bet.
3: That's great.
2: I know. I get away from her. She, she, she's a book reader, so I have to pry her away from her books. And I can you know, have a conversation, go to bed early, get some rest.
1: There you go. Well, uh, in news, finally, this is a, unlike our last show. There's a lot to talk about. So um, uh, first of all, I wanted to go uh, all nerdy and, and talk about AlphaGo. Sounds like Getty, but AlphaGo, um, it's a uh, – <laughs> uh, it, an algor- I don't know how to put it. It's a mach- machine learning system that Google has created um, that used their Google Cloud. They needed so much processing power, they needed to use the Google Cloud um, to understand and beat the best players of the game, Go. Now, have you ever played the, the game, Go, or heard of
2: it? I've seen it. I've never, I've never I've heard of it, seen it, but I've never actually sat down and played it. I have no clue about so it. So what's the – yeah, me neither. I mean, I remember, like – is that the thing? Is that the game, like when you're a little kid and you line up in two lines across across from each other, and you say, "You know, I forget the word. You get to chant something, and one kid runs across the yard and tries to break through the other kids." <laughs> Probably not if it's machine yeah. learning. <laughs> no, this is important. It's game. duck, duck. Oh, that's what that is, isn't it? Oh wait, that's another search engine. Dang it, I'm getting this confused.
1: <laughs> uh, such tongue in cheek. Um, anyway, it's uh, it's pretty fascinating. Apparently, it's been played for. I think it was thousands of years. I mean, it's 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 one of the oldest games, um, and certainly the most complex. Um, apparently, it's got so many moves, potential moves that even a com- a, at this point, computers can't know all the moves you can take. Uh, one, all the moves in Go are roughly equal to a Google, ironically. That's G O O G O L with the name that uh, Google's based on. More than that's a Google more than all those in chess. I mean, it's just You should see all the zeros in the article on Google's blog, on blogspot.ca. It is insane. It's it's five lines, I think, of zeros after a one. That is how many moves there are. Anyway, in this case. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I have to
2: say, this is cool and everything, but until Google creates a machine learning program that can beat Molten Core in World of Warcraft, you know, come back to me then, all right? I don't even know what that is. Okay. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to geek out, if, if Google's machine
1: can beat molten core, then we can talk. Okay. All those up there understand it? Go. Uh huh. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, the neat thing here is they um, they have created a system that can do it. Now the thing is, it's machine learning, I mean, and this does have an application to SEO because this is the kind of brain they're going to be applying someday to. Um, SEO obviously it's overkill for SEO but or for I mean for well they already data. are kind of well they are kind of because we be had the whole thing
2: about brain rank coming out the end of last year um, so they're already doing some of this absolutely
1: oh, some of it yes but this is like the highest of high tiers of, of power I mean it apparently even has different um, neural networks focusing on different thought patterns like different uh, thought uh, lack of words here I have to look at the actual article. I kind of like, uh, uh, kind of like how we have different hemispheres of our brain and different areas of our brain that that focus on different thought thoughts and different decision areas. Well, okay. the same thing had to be done here because they couldn't know what was the next move. They had to to understand it. So it's the first time they've done anything that really understood a game to the point that they could make this thing. Anyway, they be the second best guy in the world already playing it
2: and and this is this is machine learning it's not necessarily artificial intelligence there's a there's a big difference between the two right
1: um i don't know if there is a big difference i mean it's machine learning that is now artificially intelligent about this game i mean it it, well so so to me machine learning is too much they can just know all the things and that's more the less art, That's less artificial intelligence, more knowing all the moves. In this case, they had to learn well,
2: no, I, I think it's the same thing. I mean, I don't see how it's different between chess and this game. There's just a whole lot more moves it could make in this game, so it has to have much, much more computing power. But it's still, if I do this, this happens. I learn that, that, and then if I do this, this happens. I learn that, but it's just a, this scale that's so unbelievable. But where artificial intelligence is, that's pretty. Or, you know, you know, okay, I'll, you, I'll just read this because we got to
1: tie this up. But I wanted to read this one thing all from right. the article. It says, We're thrilled to have mastered Go and thus achieved one of the grand challenges of artificial intelligence. However, the most significant aspect of all this for us is that AlphaGo isn't just an expert system built with handcrafted rules. Instead, it uses general machine learning techniques to figure out for itself how to win at Go. Um, while uh, the games okay. are the well, perfect that makes more sense, yeah. While the games are the perfect platform, developing and testing AI algorithms quickly and efficiently. Ultimately, we want to apply these techniques to more important real world, real world problems. Well, I hope so. Um, <laughs> but it, it's fascinating. I mean, this this is this is called. Cool. Anyway, they're about to. When is it? Uh, in March, it's going to face the ultimate challenge, a five game challenge against the legendary dude Lee Sedol. He's the top player in the world. So.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I know him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it should be interesting. I'm kind of, I love this stuff, as everyone probably knows. If you listen to the show, I just love AI um, news. It's it just blows my mind. Well, you know,
2: you already know there's some black hat SEOs out there taking this as a challenge. Oh, I can beat that computer. I know.
1: It. <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah, why machine learning can beat Google's? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, exactly. What, what's next here? So we've got. Uh, oh right. So, you, obviously... This yeah, you got to tell me
2: about here. this. I, I, I haven't seen this one yet, so you got to tell me about
1: this. Okay, so it's interesting, you know, keeping on top of what works in Google. And, and Google occasionally announces things, and you have to keep on top of it. And in this case, they announced the ability for Gop, or actually any political candidate, to post information directly to Google and appear within cards in a carousel for people who are doing searches in that area. So, for example, um, there was a, a the big GOP um, debate recently. And in that debate, I think it was Carl... Wait, 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 wait,
2: wait, 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 wait. I've never, ever in my life heard of somebody call it GOP. It's the GOP. Uh, <laughs> Just telling you. G, uh, well, there you go. <laughs> you canad- Canadian. Canadians I thought it was it's the, the GOP. stupidest game ever, so it I figured is. why it has to be called GOP. Yes. But anyway... Um, I'm going to start calling that from now on because I love it, but that's great. uh, (laughs) uh, uh, It's much more
1: descriptive of what they actually are in my opinion, but this is not a political show. No, it's not, but we just enjoyed that. Anyway, um, (laughs) thank you. It's good. I never knew that. So there you go. Um, I thought it had to be called that. Um, Anyway, based on this uh, announced feature, only one... Um, one of the uh, uh, candidates took advantage of it. And as a result, this carousel that appeared for anyone who was typing in things like uh, debate or Republican debate, uh, they would see just Carly Fiorina's posts. And this is direct. I mean, there literally is, there's no censorship. This is coming from their media person. So there's a screenshot they took of the word debate, and then you see just Carly Fiorina's, Fiorina's cards. And this is significant. I mean, it takes a whole lot of space, right? I mean, this is... Oh, yeah, it's like huge. Yeah, well, then they did another one, who won the debate, and it was all called Carly Fiorina's <laughs> <laughs> cards so well, pretty fascinating it well, really probably because
2: probably because Megan Fox wasn't qualified apparently she's the one that won the debate the moderator so <laughs> according, according to all the news articles
1: That's awesome <laughs> uh, anyway it's uh, you know this is this is there's an seo out there or, or at least uh, whoever was running this that is very popular right now cuz i bet just carly's thrilled with them yeah whoever, it was, it was
2: It would be interesting to know who is running this stuff for the different political campaigns because most of the time SEO is not something that really makes sense for a political um, candidate to invest in. Um, because the, the the time frame for when they really start putting their money into their campaign um, is usually sh- short enough, where SEO is not going to have as big an impact as something like you know um, retargeting or audience targeting or all these other kind of online advertising they can do. Right? This kind of changes that a little bit. If if Google's doing this, and they're going to continue to this. And they t- and they take it down to local levels with local campaigns. Um, This could make SEO much more relevant in the political marketing arena. Right now, SEO is not that powerful
1: in the political marketing arena. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, in this case, um, the official blog post announcing this was January 26th. That's two days from the day the first set of carousel cards were going to appear. I hope they let the actual... um, Candidate parties know about this beforehand, but anyway, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, talking
2: about you guys cutting edge. Wow, uh, I, I, you know, Carly Fiorina, you know, XHP CEO is probably going to be much more clued into tech stuff than most of the other candidates. So if there's that short of notice, I'm not surprised that she's the only one that that knew it was available and
1: jumped on it. Well, there you go. See, I didn't even know who she was. I'd heard the name once before. She's obviously not making any news. She, she was fired as the CEO
2: of HP because, okay. well, she, she ran him into the ground according to what everybody says except her. Yeah,
1: interesting. <laughs> well, let's get out of the, 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 the political spectrum. But I thought it was really interesting. It really showed being on the cutting edge can, oh, wow, make a massive impact. That's yeah, really
2: I'd, love to, I'd love to know what kind of results she saw from that, if it had any impact on her in particular.
1: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, uh, let's take a quick break. and we come back, we've got three, and yes, three Mueller files. Interesting. <laughs> we'll be right back.
0: <laughs> SEO 101 will be back right after recess.
3: at BruceClay.com. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at OrangeHillDevelopment.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands.
1: Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators.
3: eBrands.
1: Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrands
2: with
0: a... Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm
1: welcome back to seo 101 on webmasterradio.fm hosted by john Carcut, the director of seo and social media for advanced digital and myself ross dunn ceo of stepforth web marketing inc why don't you uh, take the first of the mueller files yeah he's been busy this week uh
2: so the first one, um, really, someone, and most of the stuff comes from his uh, chats that he does on Google Hangouts, the Google, the Google Hangout that he does. The um, first one was about structured data, and, and he made a point, um, someone asked a question about it in one of the Hangouts, and he made a point to say over the next year, um, you know, Google's really going to step up its game when it comes to structured data support, and I'm not and I don't know if you've read any more about this, Ross. The support piece is where it kind of throws me is that you know, are they going to be building tools to help with structured data? Are they going to help it educate? But it doesn't sound like it means that they it's going to have more of an impact in results, just that how they help people do it. Did you read anything
1: that debates that or no, no, I, I just think they're 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 doing their best to to ramp up how much they're using structured markup. So that, uh, it helps Google, and I guess it'll impress upon others to use it. But you know, Google, anytime they want to impress upon something, they they add more data so that you can't help but notice you don't have the proper (laughs) setting.
2: And I hope they do some education around it as well, because I've already I've I was with a client um, recently that was talking about structured data, and they initially sounded to me like they had the impression that they could um, in, improve the targeting of their page, you know, by putting some 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 topic targets in structured data that might not normally appear on the page to get the page to rank. For, I'm like, well, first of all, you don't want anything hidden on the page, but that's not what structured data is for. And that's not what it does. So I hope they help this edu- the education piece of it to help people understand a little bit better what it does for not only their sites, but how it helps that their sites do better in Google. And not better from a ranking standpoint necessarily, but better. There are different ways that it helps Google index and display data from your site.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, all about the the most hardy programmer, or well, not hardy, I guess. I mean, yeah, I find structured data boring to tears. It bores <laughs> me to tears, but it is very important, and it's <laughs> it the kind of thing that uh, has hey, become a, nat, a daily, hey, daily thing for us. And let's
2: make sure we're clear when we say structured data so everybody understands. What it, a lot of people, when it comes to Google structured data, what, what you think of immediately is schema. And you're talking about adding schema markup to your pages. There's a number of different types of structured data besides schema that all do basically the same thing. It just depends. It's like there's a bunch of different programming languages. You can write them on a program to do the same thing in different languages. These different structured data formats do basically the same thing, and Google will accept most of them.
1: So how would you describe to our SEO 101 listeners what even schema is?
2: Um so basically the easiest way to describe it is when it's 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 markup language kind of like HTML you put little pieces of code around different words on your page but what it does it basically describes what those words are to the engines so like if you have an address on your website there's schema markup that goes with an address right and you put it around there it says this line is the street this line is the city this is the zip code and it tells google what each piece of information is but they have this schema markup not only for addresses but they have it for people for books for movies for for tons and tons of different categories of things where they've they've identified different pieces of data that they want to know about those things
1: yeah the schema the, the, to, that's good yeah the schema.org site is is uh well there's a lot to read and it's not the lightest reading
2: Yeah, no, but the the cool thing about schema, it was a a coordinated effort. Um, Google, Yahoo, Microsoft, AltaVista, Badoo out of China, a bunch of these engines got together and they all coordinated and built schema and the website. They all help support the the framework. So if you're doing it for one, it's going to work for all. Yeah.
1: And uh, it is it is quite effective. I mean, especially speaking of what John's saying here, he says in the future, they're planning on making this because uh, they like structured data. It may have more of an effect in how listings appear in search results. I mean, it's already happened, but I mean, it, it may appear even more often. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think that's good. Sure yeah.
2: If you ever start, if you ever see a search result that has the star ratings in the Google search result, or you see a search result where there's a list of forum topics on the same thing, or if you see the actual bread, breadcrumb navigation all in the search results, those things are there because that was a, and prices, those things are all there because they were marked up with schema, and then Google was able to understand that, and they actually put them in the search results because of the schema. You can't get that stuff in your search results unless your page is marked up with schema or some kind of structured data language.
1: Yeah, so there you are. uh, (laughs) I hope that cleared that up because I quickly determined we were getting out of the 101 realm. Um. It, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we do that frequently you know <laughs> yeah we do we do <laughs> trying to be good about it Um, still going there but at least explaining what we're doing Um, okay so Mueller number two so that's uh, you know, for those who don't know John Mueller is uh, one of the representatives of Google he does a talk I think is it weekly it is enough to keep it might busy. be weekly yeah. it must be weekly it's um, a Google hangout yeah and, and yeah and he lets webmasters ask questions and and he's I'm pretty good about answering them, and 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 in a way that makes sense. And not oftentimes, um, well, actually, more often than not lately, he tends to uh, ruffle some feathers or at least confuse a few people. So we try and uh, yeah. cover those. Now, number two is about outbound which, links, and which is one of the things there are some people confused about. So <laughs> exactly, um, and, and in this case, um, there was a moment within his. A presentation where he said that external links or links on your website that point to outside websites are not a ranking signal. Well, of course, this was like, what? No, 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 no. We all, any SEO uh, worth their salt know that uh, a link going out to another site can have an effect on you, mostly negative effect though. Um, So if you're linking out to a a bad neighborhood, you're saying, hey, check these guys out. They they sell the best... um, uh, best x product whatever it is and they yeah. go there and this product and the site is well known as a scam site it's been hacked and it's not just well, happened this well, has been around well, for a long time that's not a good thing
2: or if you're or if you're linking to a page that has malware on it that would automatically download it into somebody's browser that can cause you problems
1: yeah exactly so uh i'm trying to think if there's anything here i need to quote Um, The question here, external linking from your own pages to other sites seem to be one of the 200 ranking factors. This is the question that was posed to John. Does Google Google consider external links even if they are nofollowed? Or does nofollow eliminate the small ranking factor for pages which only have nofollow links? The answer from John um, is our point of view, external links to other sites, so links from your site to other people's sites, isn't specifically a ranking factor. Good old Google but it can bring value to your content and that in turn can be relevant for us in search and whether or not they're not followed doesn't really matter
2: uh, I think your earlier when we were talking about this before your early correlation makes perfect sense to people as far as tying this to the same way keyword meta tag
1: works right right and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the keyword meta tag is is, is, a, is it's defunct I mean, you don't even use it on a website anymore I know one person um, just I'm sure a lot of people do, but one person who uses it for a reason I think is actually good. And he uses it to uh, put in what the topics are for a page for his actual SEOs to know when because he's got a larger a corporate clientele. They know what they're supposed to do when they're optimizing the page. It's kind of an indicator. You just don't fill it with words. You don't. He uses it very, very carefully. Otherwise, it shouldn't be there. It's one of those things that will never help you. But it can hurt you, just like these outbound links. Now, Perfect example. there was a time where we used to say that, um, or at least I used to say, and I certainly got it from a lot of stuff I read, that you know, if, if your site regularly links out to really high-end sites, that has a certain amount of, of kickback. It, it, it certainly shows that you have a higher quality of site. But I, I, it was always uncertain whether or not Google treated it that way. What do you think? No,
2: I, I I agree. I mean, one of the things that I've always said when it comes to links is Google understands that you have no power or control over who links to you, but you have a hundred percent control over who you link out to, and they, they won't penalize you for people linking to you. At least they didn't used to. Um, they might now, but which really, which is a good segue into our next Mueller file, by the way. <laughs> um, but they definitely know you have a hundred percent control over who you link to, and they they look at that close much more closely. And I think over time, if you're doing really really good, building good resources that that are that are places people can go to get to where they need to go, you get you get rewarded for that. But it has to be really good, It has to be long term.
1: Yeah, it's an overall. Uh, credibility factor, authority factor. I I, I think it's, I think there is a lot of, Mm -hmm. never mind the fact it's just good policy. A good policy. Anyway, you're providing a good experience to your users, which always pays off in in a myriad of ways. So that's a a good thing. So do you want to take number three?
2: I didn't read number three. You put that on there. I I, I was looking forward to hearing what you were talking about.
1: Yeah. So (laughs) uh, let me just uh, take a peek here again. Um, Right. So the question was about negative SEO. Now for uh, new listeners or anyone very feeling very 101 today. Um, negative SEO is the act of of well it's a many it's many things but in, in this case we're talking about links and that is people linking to your linking to your or generating links to your site that are from bad sites. So it looks like you've been building links which first of all is against Google's guidelines like purposely building links on a mass scale. Mm-hmm. Um, but from sites that are also really bad neighborhoods, that that can cause manual uh, uh, problems with. Uh, in Google Search Console, you can get penalties, manual penalties, where your site can literally be pulled out of search results. Um, you can see fairly dramatic drops in search rankings, etc. So negative SEO is something that Google is aware of, and in this uh, this this mention from John Mueller. Um, let's just take it right from his his own words here. Although it's always a little scattered, he is Swiss, um, <laughs> and he is a bit wordy sometimes. Yes, too. he is. <laughs> um, this is the question. First of all, since Penguin looks for spammy external links, and most webmasters now know it will release, what is a risk of what is the risk of someone building spammy links to hurt a competitor? Is Google being too transparent on what Penguin does? So, John, this is John Mueller. From our point of view, we have a lot of practice in regards to handling the kind of spamming, these kind of spa- these spammy links that competitors build to each other's sites, and we do know that this is a practice, and we do take it into account in all of our algorithms when we, um, gosh, yeah, English, when, when we look at things like this. So that's not something where I'd really worry too much about with regards to future updates. I know the people that are working on these algorithms; they're really aware of this kind of situation, and we have a lot of data to show specifically what things to watch out for and what to keep in mind when it comes to these updates. So I guess what he's saying here, in a classic Google roundabout way, is that they are aware of of negative SEO. They're constantly honing their algorithms to try and defeat it. Um, But, you know, I was trying to think of, and it's kind of fun, what sort of things do you think they'd be looking for? Speed of of creation? I, i'm I'm gonna call b
2: s on this whole thing actually I don't believe him. I think he's what he's saying in this thing is very specifically geared towards keeping people from worrying about negative SEO as much as possible. I don't know how just just I mean, I know there's a lot of smart people at Google. A lot of them are a hell a lot smarter than me. But how can they tell the difference between me going out and hiring an unethical SEO firm to build crappy links for myself, or you hiring the same firm to build links to my site?
1: Mm-hmm. How that, can they tell that? That's that's right. what I was trying to think of. Like, what are the signals they could possibly be looking at that would, uh, unless so. So, in, in example, I just
2: they're going to ignore. In the example I just gave, there are no differences between the signals. The only difference is is who's sending that company the paycheck, (laughs) right? So how can they ever detect that? I guess I don't know. It just seems – it just doesn't seem feasible to me i mean there's going to be some things they can detect like if somebody's trying to do it to their competitor directly and you know like anything else in seo there's the right way to do there's the right way to do something and the wrong way to do something (laughs) apparently there's the right way to do negative seo and the wrong way to do negative seo and google probably can figure out the wrong ways but people who do it smart are going to get away with it
1: yeah yeah anyway it 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 I, was, I really wanted to note this because I, I thought it was in, interesting. Um, I thought it would be kind of fun to try and think of what signals they could find. But you're right. I mean, really, whatever they do, the only thing I can think of is that they must just find certain things that could be a pattern and just totally ignore those at the chance that they're truly giving someone a, a free pass.
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean, and, and then people have been saying that for a long time about bad links. You know, why penalize people for bad links? Why not just ignore them? Oh, exactly. And I think the more this, this negative thing comes about, I think the more that's going to become the reality. It's going to have to be for them to be successful, continue to be successful.
1: And wouldn't that be but with awesome, this, like, it, if, if beginning, we we're all, I know. I was livid, I and mean, there's, there's, there's many records of it about this sh- on this show. <laughs> when yes, there are. When, <laughs> when they they did this and decided that you know links created to your sites could do so much harm to you uh, when you can't control them. Um, wouldn't it be great that if the the black hat world actually turned them around because of this negative SEO thing and made it so they it would no be interesting? Uh, that would be f-
2: well, what's phenomenal. It? I I think, I think for our 101 users, since we're doing, we're really focusing on that today for some reason, (laughs) because that's the name of the show, I guess. (laughs) The one thing to take from this conversation is, at least at this point in time, make sure you're always monitoring your backlink profile, right? Make sure that you understand what's happening with your backlink profile to your website and this is something like this doesn't come as a surprise to you because if all of a sudden you're getting a bunch of links show up in your profile whether you're using a tool or you're using search console to identify links whatever you're using all of a sudden there's a bunch of new links from really crappy places that you don't know why you're getting them you know you got to start managing them right away get in there and start disavowing them whatever you got to do but don't let them sit
1: around yeah yeah google search console is a a critical place to to monitor Uh, i know very many i mean more than enough clients who had to be taught that it even existed. And, and I know that's just oh, a yeah. natural fact because so many people are busy these days and they're not tech, right? But uh, yep. you know, don't have access that's to have Google us. Search Console. That's why they have us. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, but if you don't have access to your Google Search Console and you haven't hired us, um, <laughs> you, you should definitely <laughs> get that and also hire us. Yes, anyway, uh, you'll get what you need out of that. <laughs> um Well, that said, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with uh, some, uh, if we can, some questions and uh, a little more news.
0: SEO 101 will be back right after recess. important.
3: So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com.
0: Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
1: Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm, hosted by John Carcut, the director of SEO and social media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing Inc. What is next on the agenda? Right, Google guidelines. yeah, the Google guidelines changes a little
2: bit of background behind this. So recently the Google Search Console, the, the public side for Webmasters, not the not the side where you log in and see all the the, the webmaster tools tools, but the, the front facing piece of the, the Google Search Console and the Webmaster Help Area. Google just redesigned the whole thing. They just did a whole new look and feel and everything has changed there. But in the midst of this, they also updated and changed a number of the Google Webmaster guidelines for us. And um, Jennifer over at the SEM Post did a great, great job—an article of really breaking down as many of the changes as she could identify. She actually has the old version of the guidelines, the new version of the guidelines, what's different, why it's important, and you know how much of an impact it made. So, a great, great article to, to go over. Go to the SEM Post, check it out. But a couple of things that just caught my eye. And there's there's a bunch more in there, but some of them off the top of my my head um, were they took out a line in the section that talked about um, text and images in text and they used to say very specifically we cannot read text in image form they took that out completely didn't replace with thing The whole it was like a sentence in the middle of a paragraph they just took it out which to me says huh mm-hmm. i wonder if they can now read text and images <laughs> and i'm surprised that the, you know you know, ten years ago, that technology was starting to happen. I'd be surprised if they couldn't at this point, though. They probably don't want to admit it because who knows what kind of uh, wormholes that would open up. <laughs> but that was very interesting to me.
1: Yeah, um, another the biggest one, takeaway, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah. Another one um, goes around valid HTML. So there's been a big discussion in our industry for a long time now about whether valid HTML makes a difference or not, right? And my my default opinion is, you know, why not do it because it's better code. It helps look cross the board for many reasons. But now they used to say um, something about just make good code. Now they actually specifically say valid HTML. Um, so that's interesting that they're calling that out now. What else do they do? Oh, they, they added something very specifically about HTTPS. Surprise, surprise. They're pushing that. Um, and what was the other one? Um, oh, this is a good one. Um, they actually now very specifically talk about content on the page must be visible by default. Which we've talked about this on the show here a couple of times where, you know, when people use um, jQuery and build those accordions or tabs to hide content on a page. So you click the tab and the content shows up, but all the content's still on the, on the page. It's just the, the JavaScript showing and hiding content, right? And we've said in the past, you know, Google's been sending signals and John Mueller's even talked about this where he said, you know, Content that is not visible when the page first loads is not given as much weight as that. Now this is very specifically in the guidelines, so that's confirmation of what we've been saying on the show for a while now. Um, but there's a bunch of stuff in there b- beyond these four, that, but I just kind of pulled those out to talk about. It. I highly recommend you go read through this. Again, Jennifer did a great job putting all this together.
1: She did. She really did. Um, it, uh, Barry. Barry. Uh, I looked at Barry's on uh, Search Engine Roundtable, and, and I think he's got two mentions in there. So, wow. Jan, you went all out. Good for you. I noticed there's a friendly rivalry going on there. (laughs) Yeah. Which is good. I mean, Barry must have been a bit sad, didn't have a good rival for a while there, so now he does. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Barry was super busy, so he didn't get to as detail as Jan did. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So um, let's uh, just, should we just jump to questions? What do you think? Sure. Sure, yeah, that's fine. All right. So uh, this is a question from, uh, Alice, a- or a- Alice? Alice, or I'm sorry, I don't know. Um, it's, uh, anyway. I, what it's Alice, a- I'd go Alice. Okay. What's the, Alice. Best, what's the best way of adding testimonials to a website, which are essentially reviews already posted to Google and Facebook? Is it okay to copy and paste them, or should they be embedded somehow? If so, how? Um, so my take is, first of all, uh, just for the sake that you know this, um, I believe Google says you can't use them. I do anyway, but yeah, <laughs> whatever. But I want <laughs> to you, know, you, you know you can't. Um, I have, in various ways, if I'm just embedding it on a, on a site, um, I just literally copy and paste. Uh, I'm not going all fancy with it, frankly. Um, I imagine there are way better ways. I know, I noticed one of the persons, uh, people in our, our, our SEO 101 community on Google+, Plus, mentioned to um, put it in schema markup, sure, why not, right? It's a review. That's that's a good thing. Sure. Um, but other than that, I don't know of any other way to do it. I, uh, if I'm embedding it in well, an email, I copy and I actually take a screenshot because it looks way better. That's all.
2: There you go. I, t- I tell you what, Mike Blumenthal, who we've had on the show... Um, at least once Have we had him more than once. I know we've had him on at least once. Yeah. Uh, but he's he's the, the, his nickname is Professor. He's the king of local search. He's also one of the founders and, and principals behind a company called Get Five Stars, right? And what Get Five Stars that the main thing they do is help you get these reviews on your site. Now I haven't used it directly enough to know the the connection between the the, the Google review how where these reviews are coming from from, but this is very specifically what so a plug for Mike there. This is probably something you might want to look into if you're trying to get these site and have them connected to your local search.
1: Great. Well, you're actually breaking up now. So I think maybe we better cut this off before <laughs> we lose you entirely. Or Oh, you're, yeah, you're breaking up
2: too. Well wow.
1: Okay. Well, I got the recording on this end. So, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> well, um, you know, there's another question as well, but we'll just have to hold on to the, on to the next show. So, uh, Thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel, fro- feel free, can't speak today, to post them on our Google Plus community page, easily found by searching SEO 101 on Google. Plus. You can also email me via ross at stepforth.com, or you can reach John through Twitter via at John Carcutt. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, every Wednesday on Webmaster
2: Thanks for listening, everybody.